I'm Eric, and today I watched Walk With Elias 2017, week 52, the final week of the year. We had a Christmas edition of Raw with no commercial interruption in the first hour of the three-hour show. Um, This is the first episode of the year that I watched as it aired, and that was tough. That was tough. I wasn't able to finish. I got so tired. I was like nodding off halfway through the third hour and I realized this is not the experience for me. Maybe it would have been a little bit easier if that first hour had commercials in it. But then again, uh, maybe I would have got dozed off even sooner, started nodding off even sooner because of uh, that first that first hour had me super engaged. I think I lasted as long as I did because of that. Um, SmackDown also had that full hour, but I did not watch it live, so I just saw the Hulu version of the show. Uh, That said, I did not take very many notes. I did not take any notes about anything other than NXT, Um, but I tried to recall a few of the highlights. First of all, We had John Cena and Elias going back and forth at the top of Raw in the best segment. Well, before the match itself was was all right. It was all right. It would have been a lot more fun, a lot more um, productive, I guess, if Elias had won. Then we'd know that 2018 is the year of walk with Elias. Um, But we did get... This is, I, I consider it until we hear otherwise, until anybody else says that WWE stands for something else, it, uh, it stands for Walk With Elias now, and it's right there under our noses the entire time. And when he said it, my, I, my eyes lit up with such joy, and I was just crying, laughing. It was amazing. It was amazing. That might have given me life for most of this broadcast as well. Um, uh, Yeah, I've been sick. uh, As you may remember from the previous episode, I was much, much more sick than I am now. Um, As I recorded last week, that was the morning of watching Raw. So imagine that. My my, uh, throat's closed up, but I'm just squealing through that uh, constricted... airway with laughter tears streaming down my face the last the 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 last uh bits and pieces of moisture that can be spared that's not being used to fight off infections uh because of this walk with elias line i don't remember a whole lot else from raw there was an intercontinental championship match between the champion Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Roman Reigns defended the championship. And then we also had a strange uh, pairing of individuals to go up against the bar for a tag team championship match. And that was Seth Rollins 
and Jason Jordan as Dean Ambrose is out of commission for a while as uh, he underwent surgery. And uh, both Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins want a piece of Samoa Joe, but Roman Reigns had the right to that first. So Kurt Angle puts them in this championship match. And, And so we end up with a new set of Walk With Elias Raw Tag Team Champions, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan weird so weird also on this episode of raw we had a match between the brian kendrick and hideo Itami. hideo Itami hit the gts go to sleep at the end of the match and uh brian took it right in the nose and and face face is the nose part of his face he broke his nose and fractured his orbital sockets. Um, ouch. Ouch. So he's going to be out of action for a while. Uh, the next night, Jack Gallagher uh, tried to get some revenge for his teammate, his partner, his compatriot. Is that the right word? I don't know. Um, and Hideo did not use the go to sleep to win. He did win the match. But he did it using the rings of Saturn. So uh, what's what's going on? What, what are we going to see from Hideo Itami? Uh, was that the last go to sleep? Po- quite possibly. But, um, you know, I'm still excited to see what matches he has from here. Um, also on 205 Live, we had some more action between uh, Drew Gulak and Cedric Alexander. And their respective teammates, Ari Davari and um, who is Cedric Alexander teaming up with? Mustafa Ali. That's it. Some great action between those guys. Um, there's also a great Akira Tozawa versus Tony Nese match. Beforehand, Tozawa asks him, are you on the train or off the train? Because he kind of dodged the question. He, he t- was talking in circles. Like a circle, like a circular train path, when interviewed by Dasha about um, if he is still on the the Zoe train. Uh, Enzo was not on Two Hundred Five Live, but he was on Raw the previous night, and I can't remember anything specific. There's some more Nia Jax interaction, um, and I'm totally skipping over SmackDown. We have uh, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles in the main event. Kevin Owens won. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, help from, there's like a distraction from Sami Zayn that contributed to that uh, victory. We'll see if they uh, do a rematch next week. No, there, there's not going to be a rematch, but there will be Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles, which uh, similar things may or may not happen. And maybe we'll get uh, some type of Kevin Owens and or Sami Zayn Versus AJ Styles' action at the Royal Rumble. Um, but we still have a few weeks to figure that out. Uh, also, was made official. Dolph Ziggler did vacate the United States Championship. And so begins a United States Championship tournament. Uh, there are two matches to uh, see who advances 
on this week's episode. I don't know how many total. Maybe they, we're starting with four matches. Maybe we're starting with eight. Maybe they're going to take all the way until the Royal Rumble to crown that champion and that the final match is at Royal Rumble. I'm not sure. But we did have Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal versus somebody. I don't remember. And I don't remember who won out of all. Well, I, I remember that uh, Baron Corbin did not win. So Bobby Roode advances. And then uh, somebody else, uh, either Jinder or not Jinder, <laughs> won that match. Oh, obviously I was paying a lot of attention. I actually didn't think that I had watched all of SmackDown. Um, but then I went back to uh, Hulu and saw that it was already completely played. And so I did remember that I did see parts, at least parts of the, the main event. So I must have watched the whole thing. Hmm. Next week, I believe we're having uh, Xavier Woods versus Aiden English in that same tournament. And uh, maybe some other people. I don't know, but it's going to be pretty exciting to see all these other folks who you don't see in singles action very much. Uh, take on that challenge also very soon the walk with elias mixed max challenge if people vote in elias um could he potentially be paired with alexa bliss that seems what uh they're hinting at with these uh social media video posts um but uh yeah some some of these pairings are kind of strange like goldust and asuka but I guess that would make it a lot more realistic if Goldus got pinned. Um, it would still it wouldn't tarnish the um, the unending streak of Asuka because nobody's ready for Asuka, not even Goldust. And if they are paired, he would probably disappoint her greatly as he gets pinned by um, <laughs> who is one of the the lesser characters on smackdown going up against them um yeah i don't remember all the mixed smack challenge. oh here's my list i uh, probably pinned by jimmy uso i mean th there's no shame in that jimmy is amazing but uh you know you would think you'd have to get you 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 would hope that you would dominate over anybody except for a Braun Strowman or some, some such. Anyhow, oh, that was another thing, that they're only going to have one match for this Mixed Match Challenge each week. So it doesn't seem like it's a whole lot to have just one, uh, four people from Raw, or actually two people from Raw, stay that second night. Because uh, there was some discussion online that's you're gonna make all those people stay for uh, for two nights or come a night early for that um no it's only on tuesdays so it's only the raw people are, are staying a second night yeah that's two people from raw that have to do it each week that's not that big of a deal and if they if they wanted to be in the tournament anyway yeah that's cool good for them good for us good for everyone all right, before I talk about NXT main event, real quick, Kalisto is back, and he defeated Tony Nese with a Salida del Sol on main event. Then we also had Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews versus The Revival. The Revival won 
via Shatter Machine. And then, on NXT, some excellent matches. We opened the episode with the Street Profits declaring that they will conquer in 2018. Then, a women's championship match, Ember Moon versus Sonya Deville. Ember defended the championship successfully with the Eclipse, of course. Kyrie Sane comes out and challenges Ember without speaking a single word. But as she does, Sonya Baszler appears out of nowhere, out from backstage, and puts Kyrie into that, uh, that submission hold whatever it's called, her signature one, and puts Kyrie to sleep. And uh, Baszler sends the message that uh, she wants that championship. And she wants to inflict pain on the person who beat her for the Mae Young Classic um, trophy. So that was pretty exciting. The the after match stuff for me was more exciting than the actual match, but the match was also pretty good. Then we have the fatal four way to determine who will fight Andrade Cien Almas at NXT Takeover, wherever that is, Philly. Yes, um, man, man, this match was great. Lars Sullivan acting as a sort of uh, just human catching machine well humans are catching machine we have hands we get at catching stuff i mean that he was a machine at catching humans flying through the air he just he just grabs them right onto their his shoulders and then tosses them aside to inflict maximum damage he did that to both uh johnny gargano and uh, Alistair Black before Killian Dane successfully just freaking launches into him and they go tumbling into the uh, onto the entrance ramp. Um, we had some involvement from the Undisputed Era because Alistair Black was just about to win the match having hit Black Mass on... Who did he hit it on? I think it was on Lars Sullivan. can't remember exactly. But, uh, yeah, this interruption allowed uh, the opening that Johnny Gargano needed. He, he just destroys Dane and Sullivan outside of the ring. He hurricane ranas Dane into Sullivan, who's over by the steps, and then hits his slingshot DDT on Aleister Black. He gets the one, two, three, number one contender, Johnny Gargano, friggin' awesome. And I had seen spoilers that he was the one who won the match. So I was, like, really mad, but also really happy. I was like, that is that is awesome. And then actually watching the match was also awesome. So if you haven't seen this match, and you just listened to me describe parts of it, it's way better than me describing it. You should still go watch it, because it's awesome. Um, so that's it for uh, 2017. I was going to try to prepare some kind of uh, best of list, my favorite things about the whole entire year. But uh, since I've been sick and uh, had to work and all kinds of other stuff that happened this week, 
as far as uh, travelers passing through town or one traveler passing through town didn't have as much time to do that kind of thing as I would have hoped. So perhaps I will start 2018 with a bang and sum up 2017's best stuff. Okay, let me know what you thought about this episode by tweeting me at TOW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Speaking of that, Auld Lang Syne. Da, 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 you play that when the the ball drops at midnight or whatever. Okay, I have two things to talk about here. Um, first, that song should not be in anybody's holiday Christmas general music queue, like at stores and stuff. It's like that. There's only one time that you should play that, I think, unless it has other meetings. But to, to hear it playing randomly on on December 21st while you're waiting in line to get some spaghetti meatballs at Noodles and Company. That's not what I got when I got when I went there. But that's where I heard it. And it was weird. It didn't fit. Regular Christmas songs, they're not that timing specific. Get it together. Uh, the other thing. All of these posts, like, if you start listening to, or you start watching this, blah, 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 at this specific time, then at midnight, they'll say, blah, 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 nice to see ya, or something like a movie, or the the bridge will kick in on this song at midnight if you started at this. Like, what? who's doing that? It seems like people are having more fun, quote, unquote, telling people what they should play at what times than anybody is going to actually have playing those things at those times. You know what I say is if you go to bed at 10 p.m., you're going to get a great night's sleep. Start off the new year right. All right, thanks for tuning in. See you in 2018. Bye.